everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk with Mark and V, the podcast where we just talk. I'm V, and I'm here with my boyfriend. Hey. Hey, girlfriend B. I'm Mark. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good, good. I'm very excited for a pillow talk tonight. Me too. What a crazy week. Yeah, it's... Uh... We went live. Oh, yeah. I guess we did. So that's been exciting. We've got a bunch of feedback from people. Yeah. But before we start... Go grab your partners. Yeah, that, it was funny when we were kind of <laughs> listening back. Uh, yeah, the whole point of this is to go grab someone that you love and l- make them listen to it with you. Yeah, I low-key just thought that because we were sitting, you know, facing together. Yeah, and, you yeah know. that it was like a couple's podcast. You just instinctively grab your couple. Yeah, everybody else is just doing it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, go do that. Yeah. Um, and also, if you have not listened to the disclaimer at this point, Go back and listen to it. <laughs> it should have been the first thing. It's zero zero. Maybe that was the issue. But yeah, go back and listen to the disclaimer if you have not listened to the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But we got a ton of messages. So yeah, much it's feedback. been it's been very cool. Um, we have a Discord server on like my other pod- podcast, Lorehammer. Mm-hmm. So we have a channel on there, and people have been talking on there, sharing their stories, like, oh, I can relate to this, or just whatever they can. They're talking about. It's, it's crazy. I love it. Yeah, people are talking about different dates that they go on and dates <laughs> that they plan for their girlfriends. Yeah, you're you're kind of talking about how it's interesting hearing like a guy's perspective of dating, and we're like just. Yeah, like it's just very factual. Like I feel like girls are very emotional when they talk about it. Guys are just more factual, more hard, hard lines. It's interesting. Yeah. I like it. Um, But yeah, it's been interesting. Um, So I'm going to share one message that we got. Um, This is a story from a person. A person? Yeah. A person that you know, actually. Was I supposed to share that? Yeah, just not her name. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so basically this person grew up in, in the church. Um, in a church of specific <laughs> <laughs> undisclosed undisclosed locations. <laughs> and uh, after high school, she was in like a Bible college program. Yeah. And lo and behold, she slept with her boyfriend one time. Oh, shit. Yeah. She, wait. So she's in college. Yeah. So uh, it's like 19, 20, 21. Yeah, something, whatever. And she had sex. Yeah. With a boy. With a boy. Oh, shit. Her boyfriend. Boyfriend. In a committed relationship? Yeah. Oh, oh, Yeah, so naturally, end of the world. Um, She unfortunately finds out later she gets gotten impregnated from that one time. But (sighs) long story short, she got, ended up getting kind of like kicked out of the church. Yeah, and um, she said it wasn't very helpful at all or like people just were not supporting her. And it's like you commit that one sin. And you're kind of out. And she said she was talking about how she had a choice. She had the option of standing up in front in front of the entire congregation and apologizing. And it was a like a mm. group of like probably 500 people or whatever. Yikes. And she's like, no, I'm not like a Sunday that. morning get yeah. up in front of everybody. Yeah, type like thing. oh, I slept with my boyfriend, and now all this is your business for some reason. Hey, gluttony guy over there, you want to talk <laughs> about your McDonald's fetish? You know what I mean? Yikes. Like it's it's crazy. But anyways, um, so she chose to leave. So she left. And Did she leave? The church or like Christianity? Yeah, so she continued to go to other churches and stuff. Um, unfortunately, like the advice that all the Christians were giving her was to get married to this guy now. Mm. And it's like, that's not though, like, that's not the go to move. Answer. Yeah, that's not the answer. Yeah. Um, but so that and en- that marriage ended and she's been working on it. She's been going to therapy and stuff and she has continued to go to church and she's actually found a new church that she's quite happy with. And uh, this is the part that I really wanted to share. All that shitty stuff that happened, whatever, who cares? There's shitty people out it 
out, out in the world. That's not the point. The point is she, regardless of what happened to her, still believes in uh, what God actually stands for, what Jesus actually stands for, and that is love, grace, and hope. And she has found like people that believe those same things. And I think you know, as we get older, like I'm very aware of who I want to spend my time with. I want to spend my time with people that are the similar ideas, people that are definitely going to uplift me and not drag me down, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's the takeaway that like, you know, just because you have a a bad experience with some people, don't write off, don't go write off Christianity or something, you know? For sure. There is something there for people that is a real thing for people. For sure. Um, and she was still able to find that regardless of how she was treated. And and I appreciate that. That's yeah, very no nice. Doubt. Good for her. And yeah. I mean, for somebody, for your faith to mean that much to you and for it to be, I mean, obviously shaken at times, but for her to kind of come back to it and mm-hmm. good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool story. I just, uh. I like it. Um, It's actually crazy because when I thought about that story, it's like, it's crazy how villainized, vilified Mm -hmm. females are for sexuality. Yeah. Like just in general, a girl has sex. And I mean, it's the age old story. A guy can have sex with how many people. Yeah. But my experience completely like alienated, outcast, judgment. It was brutal. So I've seen it. I've been there. Man. Yeah, it sounds rough. Like, so even for me, like, when I slept with somebody and kind of got booted, like, I was never... That never happened to me. I was never forced to go try to talk in front of the congregation. I don't even. Was think. that around the same time as literally this whole like situation? within three or four <gasps> months of each other? Like Crazy. literally, we're in the same program. We're students together. Yeah. Same. Nothing happened to me. Like your ex texted me this week. Actually, oh, that's. And we're gonna call her the masseuse oh. because <laughs> who knows where she's gonna that, end up in the world? Because that and... relationship was handsy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> We're gonna, I guess let's call it that. No, she's a massage therapist. Uh, Keep it PG, babe. Oh. <laughs> um, no, so we're not keeping it PG on this podcast. <laughs> let's just, children, get your parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she reached out to me and she said that, yeah, she was completely like outcasted and judged and yeah. left the church. And it's crazy that you didn't have the exact same experience. Yeah. like you, There uh, were the only two people in the room. So... I don't want to get like political or anything, but there's like a thing called cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you can't get canceled if you don't cancel yourself. Um, mm. I never cancel myself. Um, I just kept kind of doing my thing. I didn't give a fuck what they thought. Good I just kept you. doing my own thing. And just like with Lorehammer, I can't wait to talk about that as well. Um, yeah. But anyways, that's a, that's a completely different topic. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy because I definitely I would say that, yeah, I just retreated. I was yeah. like, I can't handle it. I got to go. Yeah, unfortunately. And, you know. It, it's tough when a bunch of people are naturally kind of like, yeah, women shouldn't be doing that. And it's yeah, like on them. Sure. And yeah, man, it's weird. I've been listening to to some other things just real quick on another little t- tangent before we get into <laughs> our actual episode topic. Um, just about biology and like why that might be that it's so pressured that women shouldn't have sex and just like, you know. They can get pregnant. Now they're stuck with the responsibility of a child. And like mm. you need to be you need to have that partner and back in the day, you know? Otherwise right. you wouldn't be able to make it. Well now we live in a little different world where there's boss ass boss ass bitches out there, you know, yeah. like yourself. Shout or there's the birth control. Moms or, yeah. You know, where it's a, you, you can and take back your sexuality without the same holy shit, I just made an eighteen year commitment here. Yeah, that's know? true. A um, condom breaking isn't just a condom breaking back in 
the 50s. Yeah, and before that, they didn't have it. Oh, they would have weird birth control, like, stick this rotten yeast up there. I don't oh, God. Know. I don't I even know. Oh, God. That was some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anyways, no, it's true. Times have changed, so it's like... Um, more liberating yeah so it's kind of like i i i often wonder like how these things come to be and like yeah a lot of it can just come back to like biology like okay so people are now trying to tell their children how not to get pregnant well maybe god doesn't want you to get pregnant because of this but they don't even know they don't even connect it right. i don't know just just the ramblings of guy who's high you know what you said a few things that i'm glad you rambled about the first thing biology we're gonna get into some biology today because I think it's important okay. to understand our bodies. Yeah. Second, um, nope, you lost it. I don't know what the last thing you said was. Well, cheers to that lost thought. Cheers <laughs> to the lost thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually excited that uh, this person had wrote the story in because it kind of brought up a lot of things for me and my story mm-hmm. and my trauma. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about like two different things that really shaped who I am now, how I dealt with it. All of that kind of stuff, but... What are you calling this episode? We haven't said the title yet. Oh, I've decided. Okay. Take back your trauma. Okay. Take it so. back, baby. Okay, so let's walk me through taking back your trauma. Okay, so let's start with this. How I see it is we're all a pro- product of our childhood. Our childhood happened. It's in the past. We can't change it. What we do have control over is right now and anything that comes after. For me, the easiest way to bridge that gap was to understand my childhood. Again, it's there. It's not going away. I have to deal with it. I also need to say before I get into this episode, I am 100% not ashamed, not embarrassed of where I've been. I am 100% in love with myself and it took a hot minute to get here. But in order to be in love with myself, I had to be okay with what got me here. I am because I understand it. Now, I didn't grow up having a lot of money. My aunt and uncle didn't put me into therapy when I had moved in with them. So I had to use like government programs and like different programs at work. Hmm. Now, they're not great. Unfortunately, (laughs) the mental health programs that are available in Canada are not the best. So oftentimes it was like... Yeah, you can get therapy, but the guy's like... Yeah, I'm not actually licensed. (laughs) Or like you get like a three-time deal each year. Like you have three situations for every emergency. So I had to like really plan out my therapy. (laughs) I better not have an emotional (laughs) crisis this week. I don't have... Like in June, I ran out of my therapy. I was like, I got to be good for the rest of the year. I'm... yeah. Yeah. So I had to be really good about that. But I had a lot of other avenues that I needed to go to for support. So whether it was like podcasts or reading, it was never a mom or an aunt or a sister. Mm. I never got that kind of support. It was never person to person. It was like me trying to find my own help through my therapist and then whatever, you know, blogs or Tumblr or Nexopia or whatever it was back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. So, um, yeah. So, I kind of, it was just very, like, very lonely. And for me, it was kind of like, okay, like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Let's figure it out. Um, And then for us, like, obviously, you know, sex is super important in a relationship. It matters and it affects the relationship. I wasn't just recovering from daddy issues and a broken heart when we started dating. So conversations like this are obviously important. And I mean, obviously, you know this, but why not record it for the rest of the world, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. So I said it before and I'll say this again. I genuinely do not think that my parents sat around in the kitchen plotting how to ruin our lives. Um, I know that my dad came from a broken home and he genuinely tried to make us feel loved. 
actually they both came from a broken home but he had serious anger issues I like I'm not gonna you know, contest that but he genuinely did try to make us feel loved yeah that's super important to mention because he is not the villain in my story that is important yeah yeah which might come as a surprise to most people I would hmm. think but he's not but you have been without him longer than you were around him it's crazy to think that yeah. like yeah He's so crazy. It's so distant and like distant and minor part. Yeah. So like a huge part of the foundation of my being, yeah. but no longer in sight. It's super crazy. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the beginning. Hmm. My mom, I was like daddy's girl through and through. They used to tell me this story about the delivery room where I was like crying and then I heard his voice and I whipped my head into his direction and stopped crying. <laughs> like instantly I was daddy's girl. He used to talk about, like, curly hair and big brown eyes and just, like, everywhere he went. Did you ever watch Yogi Bear? Yeah, sure. He had this, like, sidekick boo-boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to call me boo-boo because okay. I was his sidekick. It was just everywhere. I hated <laughs> the nickname, but it was but stuck like meeting, glue. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was awesome. Like, I it was daddy's girl. It was very special, very, you know. But as I got older, things started to shift for me. I started getting more independent. I started kind of, like, doing my own thing. Can, can we talk just a little bit more before we go into that kind of just about your dad and like how he wasn't a, he's not a bad guy no. like so he he went to the church that we grew up in and yeah. he was like involved in the children's ministry and yeah. he would put on like these elaborate <laughs> plays like so, so elaborate. $10 budget but elaborate as heck and like Even I remember $10 budget yeah like he went out of this out yeah. of the world you that. know and like he generally wanted to make these children happy and like he mm -hmm. he went out of the way for you i'm sure at other points and like yeah he he's not a bad guy you know yeah. and that's kind of the point like he was recovering how i see it is he was recovering from his childhood mm -hmm. he had a kid at 18 he had a kid at 22 and then he had four more when he was in his 30s but i don't think that he had recovered from what he dealt with and at that time Man. nobody did like people just didn't yeah. talk about some, mental health some people just don't even have that time to recover yeah. either when you have that much going on like you, you're running your own business you got four kids when do you have time to work on yourself absolutely and i think that a lot of people hold their identity and their values as like one so if your values kind of i don't know hurt somebody mm. that's a that affects your identity as a person so for you to kind of come to terms with that, that that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Okay. So, um, as I was getting older, yeah. as I was getting older, um, things started to shift for me. I was just getting more independent. I started having a voice. I saw my brother standing up and it was just, you know, like it just changed for me. So again, he was very loving and warm and tender. How he showed us love was physical touch. That, that would be what I would say is his love language. Yeah. So he would like wake us up and lay in bed with us for 15 minutes and cuddle us. And it was like he would spoon me. And that at 11, 12, 13, it was just not comfortable for me. Sure. So, and there was just so many different things. He would come up behind me in the kitchen and kiss my shoulder or kiss the back of my head and just like. It's nice when you're six, but eventually you reach that age where yeah. it's not as nice and it gets weird for yeah. some people. Yeah. Like he used to do that, that stuff to my mom. So watching him do it to me was just weird sure. and uncomfortable. Sure. Now again, I was like 12 or 13. So I had no capacity to communicate this mm -hmm. to him. I just felt like it was uncomfortable yeah. like and, and to clarify too like he wasn't rock 
like coming up to you with a hard on or nothing. No, there was no, no, never no, no, anything no, 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 like no, no, no. that. It never got at farther. All. Now I again, I don't know what he was thinking, sure. and I can't explain his reaction because I am not him. Mm-hmm. But when I talked to my mom about it, it had only ha- like just those kinds of things that were happening. When I talked to my mom about it, she had kind of shrugged it off. She was like, "Well, I'm sure you're reading into it or whatever." Yeah. But that night, my dad came home with flowers for my sister and my mom and looked at me and was like, oops, forgot about you. And then every morning after that, he would throw a pillow at me to wake me up and then go to my sister's side of the room and like say her name all sweet and tender and like just be very gentle with her and whatever. I just thought that he was mad and it was just petty. Like, you know, just whatever, grow up, whatever. But... Again, like that was a shock to me because I went from being the favorite to not the favorite. Yeah. And like. And it was like a weird and I didn't know why. Like yeah. it was. But this was all kind of around when my brother moved out and when that happened. So again, I found my voice and like the heat kind of went on me. And hmm. at that point, I just genuinely did not give a fuck. Like he didn't give. A, he didn't seem to care about me anymore. And so like if my brother was getting bullied, that was it. I would yeah. say anything. I had like. No problem standing up for myself. Like, yeah. it was just, like, come at me, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I thought the breaking point was. So with no education, no insight, I thought I was mouthing off. He didn't like that. And so he just started favoring my sister. Sure. It was before that. But again, I didn't piece that together until, like, 10 years after the fact, when I was talking to a youth pastor about it, actually. Here's what my father did. I denied him the physical attention that he wanted, so he denied me the emotional attention I needed. Yeah. Hmm. Now, that's heavy, and the impact was huge. And I don't think he will, well, I mean, he might if he listens to this, but I don't think he knows the impact of that. If my boyfriend wasn't holding my hand, he must have been angry with me. If mm-hmm. we weren't having sex, there must have been something wrong. I must have done something to make it off. I very much related physical touch to being the only way somebody could love me. That's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so, so crazy. So when I was with the rigor, that's how kind. Of, that's when it kind of realized it's just like he doesn't love me because hmm. he was just that was just not his love language. So when we broke up, I just wanted somebody to love me, and that was the only way that I knew how. Yeah. So and I mean the the rigor was a tad emotional. So after the breakup, and the breakup was super long winded. We broke up in like December, January. He moved out in May. So when he left, I was like, see ya, let's go, let's get love. Like, and that was my intention. Let's just get love. But I was working so much. I think I had four jobs at this point. <laughs> and like, I was just numb, like trying to fill that void, but not putting a lot of time or effort into it. And yeah. just no fuss, but lots of love. During this time, I was actually attacked by a guy. And it was a weird situation because we had been texting for a few weeks, but as soon as I got to his house, something was off. And I knew something was off. It was it was super uncomfortable. But in my mind, it was just like, well, I'm already here. I can't leave. Like, sure, I just can't leave. Sure. And for some reason, that was enough to make me say. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. So in my mind, it was just like, let's just get this over with and go. Yeah. But unfortunately... Things got pretty aggressive and it was just crazy. I remember going to the bathroom to call a friend, but she was working 
And so when I got out, I remember standing there literally weighing the options. If I run, he's far enough away from me that I think I could get to the door. I'm sure I'm dressed enough to just get to the car, but in, who the fuck cares? Like, I need to get out of here because if he got me back in his arms, I was fucked. Like, he was nice. already angry. He was already aggressive. It was nice. crazy. So I ended up running out of there and I got... It was crazy. <laughs> I realized on that drive home men don't scare me i've been standing up for myself against men my whole life like that had nothing that wasn't the issue what i was scared of about or what i was scared of was actually getting punished by him so if he caught me what would he do if he had complete tr control over my well-being whether i'm there for five hours or one hour what would he do because my father was control over my entire well-being for mm. 14 years what did he do it hit me like a Mack truck. I was going on dates, meeting people. That was fine. But there was always that point where you could leave and I couldn't. Hmm. I literally, it was hardwired in my brain that I would just get in trouble if I said no. I would have slept with probably 60% less people if I wasn't afraid of getting in trouble for saying no. Yeah, that's crazy to hear. It's crazy to hear. Yeah. It's holy All shit. because of something that... That again, I don't even think he realized. Yeah. I think he was hurt. Yeah. I think that was his, he was not emotionally intelligent enough to, or mature enough yeah. to decipher that. And so his response was just hurt and he took it out on me. Yeah. This is why you don't have fucking kids without therapy. Yeah. Before you get your shit in order. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause that little thing impacted so much of your life and like the whole touch thing and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's. That's that's so crazy. It's so crazy. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm not a <laughs> therapist. I don't know what to tell you here. B. It's okay. It's okay. I got it. So yeah, and thankfully you've already gone to it. You've dealt with it. So w this is a crazy situation. What have you learned? Well, well I'm going to step back actually. Oh. When I was 11 or 12, when this was all happening, nobody said anything. And this was important because as I got older, all of the same adults were saying that something was wrong they were saying that like things weren't okay they thought something was weird too it was like it's frustrating that that happened and that no, none of those adults had said anything but as a result I think my life ended up the way that it like it's great because I found a voice yeah and I'm very much I stand up for myself I'm and like you stand up for others others absolutely whether it's getting your pizza toppings correct or <laughs> yeah. you know the guy on the street who's getting bullied mm -hmm. I don't know it, yeah I don't know it's crazy um but I thought that was important because we have different things going off in our body do you know what cortisol is Roughly, yeah. So our bodies are wired to let us know when something's wrong. So those like that that alarm going off when my dad was touching me, my like me getting a weird feeling even though none of the adults are saying anything, those were cortisol. That's cortisol getting released in my system. Okay. What cortisol is is a chemical that's released by the adre adrenal glands. So basically, imagine fifty thousand years ago, yeah. we're all just like in the wilderness, we're hunting and catching food and all that kind of stuff. If a deer comes and you guys see it, cortisol is released. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're a little bit more aware, you're a little bit more focused, you've got the adrenaline, you've got like everything's pumping, you yeah. just you're in tune, right? Yeah. Now the issue with me was in my world that cortisol was being released 24/7. 
I was constantly stressed. I was too, hmm. like, it was just anxiety and yeah, too much. too wound up. Too much of it is not good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Too much of that looks like stress, sleeplessness, burnout, um, long-term elevated blood levels of cortisol may occur due to severe stress or trauma, uh, excessive caffeine intake. Like, all of those are just very, like, it's intense. It's too much. It's hmm. So it's very stressful. Yeah. Now, on the other side of that, there's a chemical called oxytocin, which is what they call the community hormone. Okay. Now, this is released when you do something for somebody else. So let's say you and I were walking down the street and somebody dropped a bottle. I pick up that bottle and then give it to them, ask how their day is going, whatever. They release it, I release it, and you release it for watching it happen. It bonds people. It brings everybody together. Makes it so humanity doesn't rip each other apart. Exactly. Now, unfortunately, when there's this cortisol coming out, it blocks all the oxytocin. So you can't, you cannot connect with each other. You can't, there's just no community bond. Hmm. It's this crazy thing. So I now am very, it's crazy because it's like, finally there was some validation to me feeling those crazy feelings when I was 11, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't put words to it, couldn't tell the adults, couldn't like... Yeah. But my body was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's important. And it's like, listen to your bodies, everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, listen to it. It's, I don't know. If you get triggered by something, explore that trigger because triggers literally tell you what hurts and what needs healing or explanation. Sure. It's the only way. And so I felt like... yeah. I think you said it before. Um, memories are just uh, stuff you haven't worked through yet. Yeah. If you have memories coming up, it's because you haven't worked through yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't think about a lot of my childhood because nothing was traumatizing mm-hmm. to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, Whereas I could pretty much pinpoint dates, locations. Times. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard of those two things, and it's very interesting. Um, just, uh, Go work out. Working out's good. What is it released when you work out? Uh, I think it's... Ah, oh, fuck. It's on the tip of my tongue. But basically, when you work out, it releases another one of these chemical things where it's like it just... It uplifts you. It makes mm-hmm. you... F- it literally just makes happy. you oxytocin. feel better. You no, know? not oxytocin. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's things that our bodies do that we can take advantage of and use to, you know... Actually, even this week, like it was a weird week, like everything going on in BC and yeah. like the world. And you came to me and were like, babe, I got to go to the gym today. Like, yeah, like I'm I was stressed. I was stressed out. Like I was getting all worked up and antsy. And yeah. Like, I, 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 my one cat knocked over one of my miniatures. I'm like, I son of a bitch, I'll kill. You know, like, oh, whoa. Like I need to go burn off some energy and release this chemical. And I, we did. And I came back. I felt amazing. It was perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. The body has ways of dealing it with dealing with things and i i don't think we talk enough about biological things like this where yeah there are feelings and stuff but these feelings are partly driven by these other Mm -hmm. biological things or these evolutionary things that like over 150,000 years of humans doing human Mm -hmm. things you know we've kind of developed these ways of doing it absolutely and the more you know about it the more it's easy to like it's not just an emotion. Yeah. Like it's actual, my body is responding to this mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Things are not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Okay. So, um, 
I have some questions. We, we That was kind of your story, I think. We yeah. can go back and kind of further it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever tell your dad any of this? Like, Because you got kicked out when you were 14, and we kind of talked a little about how you've seen him once or twice here and there, the wedding here or whatever. Yeah, actually, I had a lot of contact with them even when I was living with my aunt and uncle. Okay. Um, and there was one, my grandma had organized a meeting. And so all four kids sat down in the living room with my mom and dad, and we were instructed to tell him what we were hurt by him. And so everybody wrote down their things, and yeah, I had told him. But <laughs> unfortunately, after the conversation, he was like, we were all like lined up to like hug the parents or whatever. And he looked at me and was like, wouldn't, wanna, wouldn't want you to think I'm abusing you. And then walked away, didn't Yikes. touch me. So again, that just emotional maturity where it's just like, you're missing the point. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think you're missing the point. But again, like I it, think hurt. Yeah. Just yeah. hurt. Hurt and not knowing how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you talked to them? Um, about all of this? Yeah. I actually, I think it was like six years ago, maybe. Okay. I had sent them an email and it took me like three months to write. And in that email, <laughs> it was stupid. Honestly, it was... I shouldn't have sent the email because it was not honest. In that email, I told them that I never blamed them for what happened, that um, like I never or I didn't think that they sat around the table plotting how to ruin our lives. Like um, were you just trying to play the peacekeeper? Yeah, essentially, like I like, even told them that it wasn't their responsibility as parents to drop everything for us, hmm, which is not true. Absolutely, you yeah. chose to have four kids. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. where your life ends. Everything drops for these kids. Yeah. Like, but in that time, I was just like, I think I just wanted their love. Like, I was still so I was working. I think I was like twenty five or twenty twenty five, maybe twenty four, working and just like completely on my own but still like I didn't understand again that biological Mm -hmm. how parents could just leave a kid because biologically we're supposed to like you're tied to that I'm half of both you say like when the person holds their kid for the first time it's like Mm -hmm. the craziest experience you can have as a human you know yeah yeah Um, I actually wanted to read the response that I got to that email because I never responded to it. It was it was the closure I needed, but this was it. Hi, B. Thanks so much for your letter. Mom and I had some time to pray and read it over many times. You need to know that we love and cherish you only as a mother and father can. We've never stopped loving and praying that you would discover the unconditional love that God, of God that you once knew. No matter what, he is as close as you are ready to accept his touch and healing power. We forgave you a long time ago and continue to love us, love you with all of our hearts. We want to give you the time and space and heal with all of our love, Mom and Dad. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, bullshitty letter. Yeah, oh my God. I, I read the letter that you wrote to him, and it, it's way too long to read on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, the, there's I so don't many pro- Do you want to talk about your problems with this or before well, I jump I in just real. Yeah, you know what? You go first. Yeah, like, so... In nowhere in there did they like say, "Hey, sorry that we gave you up at 14." They're acting as if you, the child, were acting unreasonable when you were given up at 14. Yeah. Like, "Oh, we love you no matter what you did." It's like, "You were the ones who did something." Well, and I kind of feel like they <laughs> it's like a blanket statement about God. Like Yeah, and that's another thing. Like Like um, this is about you and me. This has nothing to do with God. Yeah, why are you bringing this third 
party into this. This is about how you have hurt me and yeah. whatever, and how now I we want to move for- forward, or at least that's what you were kind of hoping in the email originally uh-huh. was to try to move forward. And it's just like, yeah, it's that is not what. Yeah, like yeah, it's it was such a weird response, but I think it was exactly what I needed because I got it, and I was just like, oh fuck, like. We'll never see eye to eye on this. Yeah, these people are fucking idiots. I, like, I will never... They might not even have the capacity to swallow it. Like, again, this whole values thing. For him yeah. to understand that his relationship with God and whatever wasn't his primary... Like, I needed his primary focus to be his relationship with me. Yeah. Not my relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. And it, there was just such a disconnect. And, I mean, I'm not here, like... I can only give him the expectations I have as a daughter for so long. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like, he's going to do what he's going to do. And it's just, yeah, I needed to stop being angry because that was taking so much out of me. I tried to understand instead of getting angry. And as soon as I gave them the opportunity that I was giving myself, the opportunity to not be perfect, the opportunity to not come from, you know, a broken home, the opportunity to be on the same journey just trying to figure it out that's kind of where the whole thing changed where it's like he's not my dad who like there's not this like patriarchy or whatever like it's not this like head of the household you're just a human yeah because now we're both adults now we're both on the same playing field same like now you're just another broken human trying to make it through this world yeah and unfortunately breaking other people in the process of not getting healed yeah like and in my opinion God's not doing it for you. Go yeah, to a that, therapist. That's the problem. Like, like he brought up God, like as if you know, once you get your relationship right, everything else will be. Yeah. It's like no, that's not how this works. Like tangible life stuff is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. I need you to deal with that with me. Kind and of thing. and praying is not dealing with what you're going exactly. through. Exactly. I've always. It's always just so weird to me how people would pray for their kids instead of have a conversation with their kids. That's very interesting. Like yeah. you'd, you'd rather have a conversation with God about me than me about me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never understood that. Jimmy's schooling and that he will learn. Well, can you talk to me about my school and maybe help me figure yeah. out why? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just super weird. There's just this huge disconnect for me. And so yep. in my view, it was just like, we're, like we're not friends, we're not family, we're not like that doesn't mean anything to me. You're just another human, a stranger, a stranger in this world that yes, vastly affected me. Yeah. But you don't get to have that power over me because yeah. you're a little bit like no, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm good without this. So you, you you happily want them back in your life? We're having them over for Sunday dinner or what? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> oh, for years and well, years. It's gonna and be years. an awkward Sunday. <laughs> an awkward Sunday uh, you dinner. might want to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, no, I think for years and years and years, I went back and just got hurt and hurt and hurt. And a few weeks ago, I sp- spoke with somebody from my family, and like, I'm good. I'm again. I need you. Need to surround yourself with people who, you know, you want to be around. You want to yeah. be like. You look up to, and the yeah. judgment and the egos and just. The hate cannot, I can't, ugh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Uh, do you at all wish thing that wish they had done things differently? Um, like, obviously you'd be a different person. This is such a intangible question, but. You know, it's funny because like grand scheme of things, no, it, it was supposed to happen the way that it happened. Sure. But I kind of wish that he explained why a little bit more. He was very like, I'm the father, do it my way, my way or the highway. Yeah, he was the respect is not 
earned it's just it's granted yes. it's like no i think you have to earn your respect like father's thing. day is here so that's it i yeah. get this day a year to be honored it doesn't matter how i act yeah, like, it's like i just well it. if you're a shit person you don't get the yeah. you don't get the glory but know? it was more like so he never let us drink or mm. listen to rap music or anything like that but no, <laughs> no. i know i know yeah there's a good no story about music. an eminem cd actually <laughs> we should talk about the times we got in trouble there's some good ones eminem I lost a lot of freedoms for you, but it's fine. <laughs> I do it again. <laughs> but yeah, we weren't allowed to listen to any of that stuff. No drinking, all of that kind of stuff. But there was no why. And yeah. I've often, I knew that he partied when he was younger. But anytime we asked him that, he would just say no. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, that was a dark time in my life, blah, blah, blah. But I always, like, we were too logical for my way or the highway to work. Like, yeah. I think because I'm so empathetic, I would have understood a little bit more. But, I mean, it's always easy to say, like, you know, I don't know. Now, <laughs> all of that being said, like, it's easy for me to justify his actions saying that he was broken and, you know, but to anybody who's been abused, I am not justifying that behavior. No. This was how I coped with it and how I learned to forgive them and move on and just, he, I was 14. It was abuse. The way that I was treated, the way that I was shunned, the way that I was given away, the way that I was like, it was abuse. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's not okay. And I don't want to make excuses. I wish that he could still be held accountable for that kind of bullshit. The the saying hurt people hurt people is, is fun and easy to say, but Mm -hmm. these hurt people are out there hurting people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. you got hurt by this person. Exactly. But it's not an excuse. Yeah, but for me, actually, one of my bosses had taught me, he had told me the concept of like reparenting, where it was like, he gave me the example where his dad was very, very strict and never let him have toys anywhere. So now his kids will play with toys and have like 17 different games Mm. out and he just loses his shit. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God. In his mind, he was scared of getting in trouble. So in his mind, all of that, the the cortisol is going out and his stressors are going out where he needs to reparent himself and like, no, no, my kids can actually play. Like, it's fine. It's fine. So I took that and like, yeah, like reparent myself. Look within. Why am I the way that I am? What makes me operate? Like accountability was really important to me because at the end of the day, he, my dad did whatever he did. He got away with it. He still to this day doesn't think that he did anything wrong. He was living his good Christian life. That's it. It affected me regardless of what he thinks. Yeah. And it's going to affect me. It's going to affect our relationship for as long as it affects our relationship. Like, I get to decide that. Yeah. And it was super empowering for me because I got to take that back. I logicked my, my, the sex out. I logicked, like, all of my whole journey has just been, you know, an object of my childhood, mm-hmm. like a product of my childhood. Yeah, you you have this broken puzzle in front of you and you've just been flipping over pieces and like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. piece looks like it matches with this one and you're putting together this puzzle of your life and how you got broken. Yeah, without any of the people who broke me helping me. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. But therapy, everybody, like therapy. Yeah, and I think this is like, this is the goal of the podcast is to be able to create like a space environment where we can share mm-hmm. and where you guys can share mm-hmm. and get to these issues in your life where you've been hurt or you're going through this and be able to talk what is actually going on behind the scenes here like it's so fascinating to hear you talk about kind of how you've actually um 
gotten to like, like the thought it. yeah the thought process behind it and you have some bangers of sayings in here where it's just like <laughs> Oh, you're a philosopher. <laughs> Educated. You know, um, it's it's very interesting. Um, my life is so different than yours. Mm-hmm. I I literally had the perfect upbringing. Yeah, I, I was in some weird Christian church. Whatever. Who cares? Life yeah. goes on. Yeah. But like, my parents were were there for me. You said like when you have a child. Like you're there for the child. Mm-hmm. My parents are one hundred percent. Yeah, they that. really are. Like, She's the cutest. She. She's the cutest. Yeah. And it's so interesting hearing you having to work through this trauma and like this has now affected you all these years later. And it's like, just go back to holy fuck, I'm lucky. Holy fuck. I had two amazing parents who were both there for me my whole time and are still there for me today. Actually, I tell your mom all the time that I'm lucky that they were the people that raised you because you don't have trauma. Like, I don't have to. Like, I couldn't imagine you. Like, I was the person who, you know, was with somebody who was like, damaged and blah 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 blah. (laughs) now like i wouldn't say i'm damaged i've done tons of work i'm very self-aware and all that but like how how what's it like being with me yeah we always make this joke like about like we we go around the circle it's like everyone's damaged except that guy over there i'm just like singing in the corner (laughs) playing with the cat like um yeah like it's it i'm i'm definitely learning a lot and i'm learning a lot more about just like understanding other people's experiences like mm-hmm. you know a lot of the things i grew up with uh, i thought maybe were normal or everyone hadn't had the same opportunity i had or whatever yeah. and like i hate to use the word privilege but i came up very privileged you yeah know? I, not many people can like, say they came up from a middle class family with two parents that stuck together and, it's true you know? i don't know very many people with the parents still together yeah like it's just it's it's a completely different thing so going through and hearing your trauma is helping me relate more to other people and help mm-hmm. me kind of just understand that just because I had a good life, other people may not see things as simply as I do. Yeah. Because yeah. they have more context or background or whatever to it, where simply. I might see simple issues as black and white because I have no emotional investment in it because I was just, I'm too lucky. It is funny that you say simple because we joke about that too, where you're just like, I'm a simple guy, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you simplify things down to like the core logic where I'm just like, oh, like, okay, I guess the grass is green. Like that does make sense. And like, it's so crazy how, so it's nice that you're very like, very logical, not emotional. And it benefits me for sure because I need that. Like I can't, I can't have people feeding the negative bullshit because it's fucking hard to stay positive about that. Like, yeah. Man, like, uh, I don't want to talk shit about my exes or anything, mm. but, like, I've been in relationships before where it's negative and negative people together, so it's a super negative relationship. Right. I've been in ones where it's negative and a positive, and then the positive eventually becomes a negative. Right. You know? But this one is a positive and a positive person. Unfortunately, yeah. you were a negative, but you've changed yourself into a positive person yeah. intentionally. Yeah. I you had can to. do it. People can do it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has some sort of trauma, whether yours was later in life with different relationships or whether it was, like, childhood and mm. whatever. Like, you have yeah we we all learn different things at different times Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i had a very easy upbringing and that meant i learned some harder lessons later on did you know that actually how adults learn is not just taking the idea it's taking the idea and then relating it to their experience Hmm. so we will never learn anything the same as adults yeah. Because we just can't. We always relate it back to our experience. Mm-hmm. So this is why the conversation is important because like there's um, 
billion other opinions and well like so even just that message from the first kind of email i read off like um we had a very similar situation mm-hmm. and where it kind of dr- drove me out of the church i left the church partly because of it she stayed in it she her experiences were enough that it was still a valued thing you know yeah where you know it's nice to hear that there is different options out there there yeah. are different ways to succeed in their life and there's not always just this one simple way that we all have to adhere to exactly and like i've like god for a lot of people is hope and sure. you know and so Love especially it. after like leaving that kind of thing that's what you have yeah it's and i chose not to have that so and i think maybe that made it even harder i didn't have any sense of like protection or yeah. you know thing that i could talk to or whatever it was like solo and podcasts and like books books and like reparent yourself mm-hmm. fix this because nobody else will yeah it's it was a crazy experience and uh, don't do it for anyone else mm-hmm. do it for yourself i had but, to yeah. like actually i would say initially it started because i wanted kids before we don't want kids which i guess we'll do probably an episode on but oh yeah that's a huge topic at one point i did want kids and my whole thing was like i'm marrying the father of my kids it's never marrying a husband it's mm. never like you will be the father of my kids and that's the person i'm so choosing. Your, your top qualities were definitely like fatherly qualities like uh i just had to i don't i wouldn't even well yeah probably i guess probably i never really even thought about it like mm. that but just like if i don't trust you to protect my kids Hmm. that's it like sure okay sure i um and i can see that in the one relationship you had where it's like this guy was like definitely if some he was a passionate dude passionate dude he would defend something get up in somebody's face death for you and i'm sure he'd do it for his children even more absolutely so So, which was yeah i think you want yeah yeah and it's interesting because you want your parents to go to bat for you yeah Um, and i I needed that from him man I am so lucky. <laughs> yeah, your mom is definitely one of the people to go to bat for you. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, she's great. But um, I did want to say that it's important to know that you can be over somebody without being over the trauma that they put you through. So if anybody's struggling with anything, talk to somebody. I found this mental health hotline the other day, and it I think you can just text anything to it. I texted HELP to 741741 and to my knowledge it's a global number okay so if anybody can't afford healthcare or um you know they don't they don't have access to the mental health stuff text that number and something might come up if not google's your best friend sure go on reddit go on to i'm sure there's a a subreddit there that you can find if if you want to just be able to talk about it and you're not looking for advice come hang out on our lorehammer discord server we do have a channel on there called pillow talk with mark and b you can talk about it you can message me and b and i'm gonna sympathize with you but that's all i can do for you but that might be enough yeah and it's we've gotten a lot of feedback this week even just getting all these messages and it's so crazy when people write it out and again that memory of writing it out and being able to put your thoughts to paper and like actually being able to formulate how this happened yeah it's a very powerful thing for you to do so even this whole podcast thing because i write these episodes out Mm -hmm. like we actually write this out it's so therapeutic Mm -hmm. it's so nice yeah But yeah, if anybody's interested in sharing their stories, we do have social media. Um, You can email us at pillowtalkwithmarkandb at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pillowtalkwithmarkandb or at Twitter at ptwithmarkandb. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you're still listening, (laughs) throw us a dollar on Patreon. It doesn't cost much. Um, You know, just help support the show. Speaking of Patreons, we got one. Oh, hot 
Dang, we're we gonna got pay it first. For yeah, yeah. So you can now put on your resume. You're a paid podcaster. I am a paid motherfucking podcaster. Yeah, very good. Well done. Um, so I would like to thank you, thank the Patreon member, and yeah. that is my mother. So thank you now, Thanks, mom, mom, for giving me my allowance of ten dollars a month back. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was twelve, but I'm quite happy to buy some five cent candies. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for your support. I want to talk about that real quick too. Yeah. Um, my mom, my mom, my parents have listened to the podcast and this is the first time they've heard a lot of things that I've been talking about. Yeah. And even just like the mannerisms in which I talk, like <laughs> I drop some F-bombs yeah. and, you know, I, I try to tone it down in front of them just because respect, you know, they don't like swearing. Mm-hmm. So I try to tone it down. So I think it, it was very good. We got a nice email. We had a nice chat with them. Yeah. Um, Opened a lot of conversations that have just not had the opportunity to have. So, yeah. And it's just been overall very positive. So and positive. I'm excited to see the future of what happens with as we continue to just kind of talk about our lives and yeah. try to share it with other people. Yeah. Um, so thank you for the support to our number one Patreon member. Um, and if you, yeah, like it, wait for the next episode. I don't fucking know what to say now. Uh, actually, you have a fun episode coming out. Yeah, so I think our next episode, we're going to be doing re- weekly re- weekly releases, I think. Yeah. But um, the next episode is going to be three things we learned from our parents. And mm. I've been thinking about just these things and it's 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 gonna be good. I have some life lessons that I don't think my parents know they taught me. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, you know that just changed who I am. So I'm excited to be able to share those. Cool. So, I'm yeah. excited to listen to it. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Pillow Talk with Mark and B. I'm Mark, and this is my girlfriend B. I'm B, and this is my boyfriend Mark. <laughs> thanks for doing this with me, babe. <laughs> <laughs>